You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I mean, I know I thought it was over before, yes. but I still wasn't sure just because things kept happening. But now, just the fact that it, it, it is, it's officially over. It's 100%. And, you're and on sure. top of that, it means I won. I'm 100% a winner here. I mean, I guess you won in a way. I mean, like, technically, you won by it's the last person standing is the winner, and I won. Okay. Well, I mean, if, if that's the definition of winning, then you definitely won. Yes, absolutely. I am uh, 100% sure that I won, and <laughs> it is uh, it is fantastic. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. Thank you for doing so. And um, thank you for finding us. We are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then uh, available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. Um, we have a bunch of stuff to get to today. I do want to say this, though. A big thank you to anyone who goes to funemploymentradio.com and clicks on the Amazon link. Oh, including but not Amazon limited link. to our friend Jen, who wrote me today, saying that she actually went to funemploymentradio.com, clicked on the Amazon link, and bought a bunch of stuff this morning. Oh, excellent. That is fantastic. Uh, so, yes, funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Amazon link. We appreciate it so much. And I do want to say uh, also that this Thursday... We are looking forward to seeing many of you in person for the Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night at the Landmark Saloon. In your human form. Uh, brought to you by Pabst Blue Ribbon, which is the Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night taking place at the Landmark Saloon, like I said. Uh, we do these once uh, every month. We've been doing them so far, and we really appreciate everybody coming out to uh, to to hang out with us. Yeah, so if you are on Facebook, just uh, we actually set up an event. So let us know if you're coming or not. So it's at Landmark 4847 Southeast Division this Thursday, sponsored by PBR. We are so excited. Pabst Blue Ribbon. I'm very much looking forward to it. We have some great prizes, free to play. Yes. Come hang out with us. Yes, mm-hmm. it will be great. So that is this Thursday, February 25th. All right, so uh, getting back to what we were talking about at the beginning here. So if you're a longtime listener of this show, you know I've brought this up before. Where I uh, I own a home in Southeast Portland. Oh God! Uh, I have uh, it's a it's a nice house. I've got uh, a couple of roommates. It's it's great. But in the neighborhood where I'm at, it, at one point when I originally bought the house many years ago, it was part of what's known as felony flats here in Portland, Oregon, where mainly uh, most of the felonies take place. And it used <laughs> to be a neighborhood full of methods. Slowly, they've all they've all moved out, except. For the ones that I shared a fence with, so these this house they were next the strongholds. To me, like they they never they never quaked, they never shook, they never even like faltered no, at all. No, they never they never faltered. They were the staring there. contest of life. They have been winning for years. Well, only because there was nothing I could do about it. So it was this house next to me. It's a shared. Uh, well, I'll explain the house itself. But there's these two brothers that have lived there, and these two brothers are the biggest angriest looking uh, meth heads you will ever meet in your life. And these guys would never, I could never get them out. No matter how many times they got arrested, no matter how many times they went to jail, no matter how many different turnovers of their friends that they would have over, because these two guys were the staples, but then they would always always have their different groups of uh, like rotating cast of characters that would either live there or hang out there all the time. And I shared the fence with them. Or maybe live there, you know, on a meth binge for a few days. Yep, that would happen. (laughs) They would steal things and then part them out in their backyard, of of which I had to look over. They used to, among the many things, which I really should write a book on this, um, 
at, uh, one of the many things they would do is they would steal wire from like construction sites and then instead of just scraping off the the coating like the plastic coating of the wire to get to the actual metal they would burn it so they would set up a like a little bonfire in the back of to- toxic plastic burning off the metal and then Oh the smell I was over at Greg's house once when they were doing their rubber plastic burning yeah. pile thing it was so awful Yeah it's that one of one of the many things they used to steal cars and then park them out in front of my house um in the middle of the night they would steal a car like, I would go to sleep and there would not be a car out in front of my house. I would wake up in the morning and there would not only not be a car there, but there would, there would be the hulking remains of a vehicle on cinder blocks right out in front of my house. So they would steal them from who knows where. Uh, and then just in the course of, like, me going to bed at, like, 10, I would wake up at, you know, 7 and bam, there is a, there is a car on blocks out they were, in front. While you were asleep, they were busy at work. They stole the car, stripped it, took every valuable piece off of it, and then leave it on the blocks in front of my house. So then I have to deal with the city to get rid of it. And consequentially, probably a lot of the neighbors assumed it was me that was doing it. And, and I'm assuming for years now, there's probably whole swaths of my neighborhood because anybody I've ever met within like a 10, 15 block radius almost of where I live knows who these guys are. Because they have seen them, they Everybody have driven knows. by they're, them. They're yeah. like Southeast Portland meth head famous. At least in my neighborhood, they mm-hmm. are. And and I've I've realized over the years too that I, I'm afraid people have associated me, my house, with that in some way. Because we met somebody a couple of weeks ago, and it turned out she lived like just down the street. And I was like, oh yeah, I live uh, on the corner. I live down there. Okay, I live next to like the meth head guys that are that are down there on the corner. And she's like, oh yeah, oh you, wait, you live on that house. In the house down there, I'm like, no, no, my house is different. It's like, oh, if you're meeting, yeah, but people, you're on the you, corner, right? You probably shouldn't be using the term meth head as like where you live. I mean, there are lots of other defining characteristics as to where your house is. Yeah, you but don't this need to woman say, like, next to the meth. Okay, head. but when I started talking to this to this woman, I was like, okay, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Like, they're the worst. She's like, oh yeah, well, I've I've called the police on them before, and I'm like, well. I don't think you're understanding what I'm telling you. Like, and she lived like ten blocks away from there. I'm like, no, I live next door to them. Like, I share the fence with them. Like, I I know what you're talking about. And I started explaining. And I think in her mind, she was in the process of me talking about it, separating my house from the methods, not realizing it was two different things. Oh yeah, so she thought you were like she in thought the my house. Block. She thought my house. Yeah, since it was right there, that I was just associated with these method neighbors. Oh, that's, that's sucky. Exactly. That's what sucks. Yeah. And like, and she wasn't even listening to me where I was trying to explain like, no, I know about them. I live next to it. I've lived there for 11 years. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. No, I, I've called the police on them before. I know. It's it's fine. It was so frustrating to me to try to get that across, but then also not seem like overly aggressive talking about methods. No, because then you're going to seem like you, in fact, are a secret method totally. being like all aggressive. Like, no, that isn't me. That's my next door neighbor. Right. Right, yeah, it was it was one of those things. Uh, so anyway, that happened. But now, here's the deal. Um, it's it's ended up. They are officially gone. The place you're like a hundred percent. The business that is attached to the property. So this property that they lived in, it was all owned by one other family member who would never kick them out. That's why the the police could never do anything or wouldn't do anything. And so there was a a double bit. There was a business in the front and a apartments in the back or apartment Mm. and apartment where the two brothers lived. And it's all connected to the same building. Now, not only is the apartment side for rent, the business is for lease as well. The whole property is gone. Wait, wait, wait. 
They're leasing that building? <laughs> yeah. That's another thing. Oh. That's another thing. In all seriousness, they really should tear that building I, down. I'm going to say, all right, I know that you're concerned about like when you get new neighbors and stuff, but are you going to tell the neighbors if they attempt to live inside of that rat-infested meth-head like cesspool that they probably just slap some coats of paint on there and like they're living inside I don't know of what they did in a it. hell house? I don't know what they did in it. I mean, honestly, it's not mine. You know, somebody bought it. Somebody somebody purchased the property and then is now leasing it out. Ooh. And so that's that's the part where I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Like whether I I assumed when somebody bought it, like to be honest just because it is Portland and there's so much development going on that somebody was going to buy that property, tear it down because it's a nice chunk of property if you get rid of the structure on it, uh, structures um that they were going to just going to tear it down and put in like a a two-story apartment building with like a like a mini mart or something in it. Like that's what I assumed they were going to do with it, but it sounds like no, this person's just going to straight rent it out. No, I don't think you'd want a mini mart right next door to you either. Well, no, but that's not my choice. Yeah, I, yeah. I have no I have no choice in that matter. Um so yeah, I think that's what's going to be going on. Oh. Uh, this, so it looks like it looks like they're just going to rent it out. Straight up rent it out. Oh, well, let me ask you this. If like somebody nice moves into there and if they're like really friendly, you know, and they're just like, "Oh, hi, you know, we're so happy to be neighbors with you." And they ask you what you know of the old tenants. Would you tell them? Yeah. Why wouldn't I? You'd say that they were like cooking meth inside of their house. Um, and, like, I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know that they were cooking meth inside of the house. I don't even know if they cooked there. That they dealt there for. They dealt there. I know because I saw them do that. I don't know if they cooked meth in there. I don't know if these two guys were smart enough to do that. But I know that their place was a cesspool, and I've seen I'd seen inside house. of it before, yeah. and a drug house for sure. Whether they actually cooked meth there, I I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't say that a hundred percent. Um, but there's definitely a lot of illegal activity and, uh, you know, flop house for, for, yeah, drug users. It was definitely that. That I can verify with my own eyes. So I could imagine if they did slap some paint on it or change out some carpet or something underneath, it's it's still going to be pretty bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I got little glimpse and peaks, uh, glimpses and peaks as I would walk by sometimes. And there were, like, holes in the wall. Yeah. Like, like sh- old, like, 70s shag carpet, which you don't even know what was ground into it. It was just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. So- I mean, they didn't even have windows. Like, their windows were busted out and they had, like, um, like car- not cardboard, but, like, plywood over the windows. Yeah. And yeah. saran wrap. That's for years. It's that been was like for that. Years. There's, there's... saran wrap plywood windows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were those were broken out many years ago. Um, yeah, so those those are that's the house. That's the structure as it is. And I I didn't even notice to see if they'd put any more windows back in it, or whether they kept the plywood there. But yeah, it's, they're going to lease it out. So here's this is the thing though. When it comes down to this, like now it's like a fresh start. Like it's a it's a start over with whoever's going to be moving in there. Regardless of the situation, like I don't own the building, I don't control what they do with that building. If they want to slap some paint on it and rent it out, that's apparently their prerogative. They can do that. Um, but we're the, what's going to be strange is how do I interact with these new people? Because I've had this status quo with these other guys for so many years now. You know, we fought immensely, like not physically, but because they're, they're much bigger than me. They're they're scary. They're they were angry. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, I, I'm I'm a tad bit smarter than them, and so. We, but we had our thing going on for years, to where finally it came to a point where, all right, don't cross this line. I won't cross that line. We had kind of a de facto like DMZ zone, where that's where it was. What's a DMZ zone? A demilitarized zone where it was like, oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's my fence was the was the DMZ. Like, don't cross that line. I won't cross yours. 
Um, you know, I did have booby traps at one point in my... I didn't have booby traps. There weren't booby traps. Um, you absolutely did have booby traps, I know, because you look like you just regret saying that. What the hell? What kind of booby traps uh, all did right. you have? On your property? Yes, on my property. Okay, what did you do? Uh, I don't know what legally I can say right now, actually, now that I'm saying this. Uh, nothing that would have hurt someone too bad. There, there was an issue of them. They kept jumping over my fence over and over and over, and it really pissed me off. And so I'm just saying there were some nails maybe that were in a certain... Uh, the one of the fences was not nailed very well, and so maybe some nails stuck out of one end of it. So if one were to jump over it, it'd be ouch. Might might be sharp. But they would. I'm not going to say anything. That's it. They would like cut their legs open with your rusty nails. <sighs> oh wow! <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe there was. Maybe there wasn't. We'll just leave it at that. All right. But anyway. So that that went on forever, but now with these these new these new people, these new people who are going to move in, like how do I start this off? I don't I don't I'm so used to having to. Maybe you bring over a pie or something. Do people still do that? They I bring mean, over stuff. What did you stuff? do when that when that new person you know moved into your neighborhood and you went over to that like housewarming party? Well, that was different. Yeah, that, that was a much nicer house than what this is, and mm. that was a rich house. Well, I mean, it depends. Like, do you want to establish a relationship with your new neighbors? I guess I kind of have to you because kind of I have share to the because fence you guys with them. Are kind of sharing a block. Yeah, I mean, I technically, I guess the fence is mine, but yeah, we we share a property line. I don't know. Do I need to make an effort? Do we need to like go over there and say something to them? Well, it hasn't been leased yet, has it? No, but I mean, it will be soon. Um, I mean, there's a housing crisis in Portland. Somebody's going to move in there. So what do I do? What? How do I? How do I act? <sighs> I have to go like do neighborly things. I don't like, know. Like the neighbor, the other neighbor I share a fence with. I'm fine with him. Like we don't really talk very often, but we don't really have a need to talk very often. Like we're we're fine. We're in a very good good standing. Uh, Keelan's suggesting maybe you connect like a normal person and mind your own business. <laughs> I can, or, but here's the on thing, the though. Side, you can bake them lemon bars. Here's another suggestion. Here's the thing, though. As the property owner, it is good to know who's sharing your property line just in case something goes on. Like it's. It's good business for me to know, but at the same time, I don't really want to. I don't really care. I don't. I kind of want to stick to myself. But um, but I'm gonna need to go speak to them. I'm gonna at least, at least need to introduce myself to them. Okay. But how do I do it? Do I start off by do I invite them over? I don't really want to invite them over. Don't invite them over. No, you don't have to invite them over. Just be nice. Just be like, hey, I'm Greg. I live next door to you. Blah blah blah. Welcome to the neighborhood. Don't jump on my fence. Don't jump on my face and fence don't because steal my cars. Trap rusty don't, nails will slice no, your legs no, open. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I mean, do I do I like invite them over? Yeah, do I? I don't know. I don't know what to do. Like, this is so stressful to me. Why is it stressful? I mean, you don't have to do anything. No, but I need to. Yes, I, I kind of do. I kind of do have to. I kind of do have to go over there. Um, but yeah, then I don't know where the standpoint is. Like, I just be like, "Hi, I'm Greg." Let's uh, agree that if there's no problem, let's not ever talk to each other. Uh, fine with that. And uh, you go about your business. Um, don't... Uh... Don't ever say when you're meeting someone, you go about your business. You follow the rules <laughs> and everything's going to be okay. okay. Yeah. Mr. J.K. in the live chat said, say, hi, hi, I'm Greg. Here are a few ground rules. I think that's a good way. I could start off with the rules, rules of the neighborhood. In a way, I get to establish what these are. Because now, the, 
the meth heads were there before I was. Like, before I bought my house, they were living there. I have no idea for how many years. But now, I'm the one who sets the rules. I like I I'm the I'm the old school person You're there. You're the alpha. I'm the alpha. I'm the alpha on the block and I get to set the rules. So maybe I should go over there and make like a much more firm standpoint. You know, be, like be really firm about it and say, look, so here like is a, the property line right off the and get-go? like yeah, but just to intimidate them so that way they won't bother me in, in any way shape or form. No, but if you need their help and you've already just been an asshole to them, that Well, I'm not going to be an asshole. Way. Yeah, if you're establishing property lines saying this is the way that it is, I've lived here longer, so these are my rules. I don't believe that's the way that the world works. That's like me. I've lived in my apartment building for many years, and that's me saying like I have more of a right to something than somebody who just moved in, which clearly I feel like I do, but it's not really Yeah, but illegal. see, that's not your property, though. I know. This is my property, so I can, I can do that. I can be, can't I? It's your property. It's not, you don't own the neighborhood. You own one house in the <laughs> but neighborhood. But kind of, though. Don't I kind of like run the neighborhood now by default? Like, isn't that how it's supposed to work? Like, everybody's supposed to defer to me? Am I like a neighborhood, like, like do we have like a, like a sh- like not a I'd sheriff? Not- I don't know what, what, what I would call myself, like a duke? If there was a neighborhood sheriff, I believe it would be your other neighbor. He's bigger and scarier than you are. Uh, yeah, okay, fine. And he's probably lived there for a long time, too, hasn't he? He's lived there longer than I have, that's well, for sure. Well, then he's the sheriff. You well, are, yeah, but he is, he is, he's not going to want to get involved. But then on the on the other side, though, I can still enforce it. I still have more than, than this person does that's moving in. Like, I'm going to be way above this person. So maybe I, that's one standpoint I could go. I could do that. Or I could try to be overly friendly to where that pushes them away and then they never bother me for anything. Hmm. That's another a- aspect of it. If I was just overly friendly, like, hey... How's it going? I'm Greg. I share the fence right next door. Doors always open. Come on over. Hang out. Let's have a good time. Let's meet each other. You know, open up a bottle of wine. We'll get to know each other. Oh, don't be creepy. Ew, let's open up. (laughs) I've never, ever, like, been around anybody who's actually used the phrase, unless it's in a movie, being like, why don't we open up a bottle of wine and have it... It's just open up. It's a bottle usually of like, wine. do you want some wine? That's that's what people say. <laughs> Nobody's like, let's open a bottle of wine. <laughs> see, oh, but then they something would... so creepy about the wording of that. Oh yeah, but see, and I would do that only. I would, and hoping they don't call my bluff, hoping that they would just be like, oh no, that's okay, and then they just, uh, you know, then they don't bother me. I have to, I have to establish something, either dominance or I have to make them scared of me. Or you don't have to do anything. I don't understand why this like sudden drive to have to. I feel like I need to assert my role, though, in the neighborhood. Well, I don't know, Greg. I mean, me as just a piddly apartment renter and you as a homeowner, you'd probably have a better idea of how to handle it. No, I'm just, I'm just saying I, I, there's some things that could come up where it would be good to establish the roles. Roles of dominance. Okay. Well, anyway, it's something I'll think about. Well, I think if you want to be dominant, you present them with a gift, like almost a welcome to my neighborhood kind of thing. Oh, like a Sopranos-style thing? Mm-hmm. Like, here's a token you of my appreciation. You know what you do? You should make them a pie, but give them the, res- the responsibility to give you the pie pan back. Oh, make them bring it back, and then turn make it into a whole it. issue if no, they don't? No, no, no. Just, like, make them clean it. Like, give them something, but you expect something in return, and make them bring uh-huh. it back over. Okay. Okay. That's asserting your dominance a little bit. Like, yeah, I'm giving you this thing, but it's your responsibility to clean it and bring it back. Right. Which is kind of like a mind game anyway. Oh, so I'm messing with them. I'm already making them work for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm making them, putting them to work for me. I like this idea. All right. I put them to work for me and then they got to bring it back. And then what do I, when they bring it back, do I complain that it's not clean enough or something? Or do I have to start something? No, you don't have to start something. No. Okay. 
Also, I don't believe that you're the dominant spe- dominant species if you have to like actually try and figure out how to do it with a pie pan. Well, yeah, but I mean, I want them to think it, to think that's what's going on. <sighs> Make them work for me. Okay, that's not a bad idea. Okay, it's being suggested by Nipples in the chat said you should send over someone to welcome them on your behalf. It'll make you seem untouchable and important. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Excuse me, I am uh, Mr. Ni- I'm not going to do this by the way. I'm I'm doing something. You else. should. No, you can be my representative. Okay. First and last, I will never be your representative for anything. But you need to have somebody come over and just be like, "Uh, hi there. I'm uh, Mr. Nibbler's assistant." You could even pretend to be your own assistant. Wear like a fake mustache or something. Oh, that, now that'd just be weird, though. Mm, he'd be like, uh, Mr. Oh, hello. Nibbler. Mr. Nibbler's very busy with very important Mr. things. Mr. Nibbler is very busy. I don't know why I have to do an Italian accent. I yeah. think the mustache just made me think of like, I'm Mario. Mm-hmm. Mr. Nibbler's very busy. He wants to give you this pie. You know, and then I'll bring over a pie, and, and then I'll be like, he does not like uh, his pie plate dirty. Bring it back very clean. You know, and then they'll they'll be all suspicious and like, like nervous You're not about supposed it, but... to say that the pie pan's supposed to be clean. They know it. No, but I'm the representative. I'm dominant. the representative for Mr. Nibbler. If I'm playing my own representative, um, I think this would. I think this would be good. Yeah, and then I can be like, uh, Mr. Nibbler, he is a uh, he no like got a pie plate to be dirty, you know, and something like that. And I then... don't think you should shame them to clean the pie the pie plate. Like if they're you know, but this is the... anyone but me. They would know to clean the. pie This plate. is my assistant though, Vincente. I am a mist- No, this is going to get too weird. It's too many roles to have to keep keep up with. Oh, I thought you were a professional actor, Greg. Well, I can, but I mean, at my house, this is going to be a lot of work. Okay, here's another great idea from the live chat. Funemploymentradio.com slash live. We all know you grease the wheels of your neighbors by sending Scott Daly. Oh, Scott Daly over there to cook something for them. Oh, the no. nicest person uh-uh. in the world? No, no. I'm going to make Scott go over there because Scott can be like my goon because he's tall. He's, he's going to have to... I don't know how I can make him be mean. He's like the opposite of anything mean. Maybe he can just stand behind me. That's it. I'll go over and introduce myself, but Scott will just stand there and not say a word. And he'll just like, he'll, it'll be implied muscle. Like, and I won't ever introduce him. I won't say who he is. He'll just stand there behind me. Scott won't be able to do that. He's too nice. He'll break. He'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm Scott. <sighs> well, then I'll have to intimidate Scott somehow. No, Scott is such Scott, a gentle giant. I you know it. That's why he, he can't talk. He can't talk. Like Sometimes Scott cannot I feel like you feel like mouth. Scott is failing as a tallie because like he's too nice. Like you feel like if someone's tall, that means they have to be intimidating and mean. <laughs> well, aren't all tall people intimidating and mean? I don't know. That's you. I saying just it. assume that's who, how they are until they prove otherwise. I assume they're tall and mean. Uh, so, so yeah, but Scott can Scott can stand there. He can be my muscle, and he'll just have like his arms behind his back and just like stare. I thought you were going to say he has his arms around you. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's not carrying me over there. And then... Oh, my God. Like in Arrested Development when Martin Short has that bodyguard carry him around everywhere. (laughs) I totally see that. (laughs) Dragon, swoop me. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, I'm not going to have... He's not going to carry me. He's just going to be... It's going to be implied muscle. Just so they know, you know, don't, don't mess with me. I can be your best friend or your worst enemy. That's what I'll say to him. Like right when I go over there, too. Hi, my name is Craig. All right, why don't we do this? Why don't I'm, I'm a nice, sweet lady who just uh-huh. moved into the thing. All right, so you're there. Okay. Scott's looming behind you, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Looming so behind me, like right behind me, just, just, just in back of me, like staring, like kind of off to the right. All right, so. Uh-huh. That's me opening the door. Okay. Oh, uh, hello. Can I help you? Hi. Uh, yes. My name is Greg, and I'm your neighbor over there. Why are you I'd speaking like so to... slow? 
welcome you to the neighborhood. I'm speaking with purpose. You aren't speaking with purpose. It sounds like your like brain is functioning slowly. No, I'm speaking with purpose. I'm not trying to be like, like I know what I'm doing it here. It sounds like a record playing, but it's like slowed down. Hello, my name is Greg. I'm your next door neighbor. I've lived in this neighborhood for many years. Okay. I just want to say, say hello to you. And uh, and welcome you to my neighborhood, and present you with uh, a pie as a token of my gratitude. <laughs> oh, that's very nice of you. What yes. um, what what kind of pie is it? Uh, I don't know. Um, we we picked one up. Uh, I don't know what kind of pie is it. Oh my god! Why are you, you broke break me so easily? <laughs> and you didn't pick it up somewhere. You made pie. it because you have to like. I made have, it. Yeah, but it's, what's more dominant? If I have somebody you have pick to it get up, me to clean and return the pie pan. Oh, okay. We discussed this at great length. You, <clears throat> All right. I don't understand okay. how difficult okay. this is. That's okay. like the one thing. Okay. That's the one thing. All right. It's a. Be- I'll have made a berry pie. What kind of berries? Marion berries. Native to Oregon. All right, so we're going to go again. Ready? Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, the little dog in here that Sarah, Sarah's been dog sitting is still, is still here. And uh, the knocking, Sophie? Sophie, the little York that's sitting in one of the chairs here in the studio, does not like the knocking, apparently. <laughs> and it's now... It's now Sophie, it's okay. Now thinks that some... <laughs> Stop it, Greg. <laughs> Sophie, come here. <laughs> come here she apparently thinks somebody's at the door. So, <laughs> okay. All right. We won't knock. <laughs> Maybe I'll bring Sophie the Yorkshire Terrier over there. That'll intimidate everybody. <laughs> All right. So knock, knock, All right. knock. All right. Knock, knock, knock. Oh, hello there. How can I help you? Hello. My name is Greg. I'm your neighbor. I'd like to... Why are you still talking like that? Welcome you to my neighborhood. Um, you as sound a like you put roofies of, in the pie. As a token of my... <laughs> as, as a welcoming gesture, I made you a pie that I'd like to bring over and just... Uh, you didn't even you ask and, like, her name or anything? You and your husband? Uh, <laughs> no. You just did a weird like peek around behind me to see if... Do, was... do, do I look around behind? Do I apply? <laughs> you should probably ask what her name is. Uh, all, right. what, all right. What is your name? <laughs> My name is Mary. Mary, do you live here alone? <laughs> That's an odd question. <laughs> Mary, and if you don't live alone, what time is your husband or wife at work? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mary, I'd... What is your husband? I, I, yeah. <laughs> so Are you weird. living in sin, Mary? Mary, uh, I'd like to give you this pie that I've made for you. As a token of uh, my appreciation for you being in my neighborhood and welcome you to it. Thank you. What what, what kind of pie is it? It's a Marionberry pie, uh, one of my specialties. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> At the conclusion of eating the pie, I would appreciate it if you would wash this pie. You don't need to ask someone to wash bring... the pie pan. Why? I mean, if it's like a glass one, I guess... You know, they'll wash it and bring it back. Wash this pie pan and return <laughs> it to my <laughs> to my home next door. Uh, Victor here may answer the door. Is that Scott? Will, yeah, yeah, I'll gesture to Scott. Just just to once again imply. Like and then if you ask for his name, I'll just say like ask for his name. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't think I met you. I, I'm Mary. And I'll just put up my hand like a stopping thing. I'll be like, Never mind, Victor, he works for me. Anyway, just bring the pie plate back when you're done. <laughs> And everything will go f- will go smoothly. 
Welcome to my neighborhood. Yeah. You know, and then I see, I said like my neighborhood like five times in there. And, uh, and then it's implied like, you know, obviously I'm not somebody to be, to be messed with. That's exactly. Did you feel intimidated? I, yeah. I mean, (laughs) never felt more intimidated. (laughs) And then I'll walk off and then, you know, Scott will, Scott will stay there just for a second too long, like staring and then turn around and follow me back. Wait, you're putting a lot of this on Scott. I really am. Yeah. 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 You need to be confident in yourself. I'll buy Scott a pie. (laughs) I'll get Scott a pie. And then he can help out. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Jakey says, I'm still picturing Greg doing all of this while in a backpack that Scott is wearing. Yeah. No, that's That's exactly it. (laughs) Like a nibbler Bjorn. (laughs) Just with your legs dangling out the front. But their little beanie baby hat. <laughs> I'm just saying, if this is one way I could go about this, or I could just invite myself be be nosy. I could Ooh, be the nosy Vicky, neighbor. Now Vicky knows etiquette, and Vicky said that when you're done with the pie dish, that you're supposed to uh, etiquette says that you're supposed to return the dish with something in it. What? So, so I have to, to tell her it? like, I expect the pie plate to be cleaned and washed and, and returned with a new with a new pie with a new treat for me to devour or something like that. I shouldn't say devour. That's that's a weird way to say it. Okay, I, so now I have to demand something back from them? I, I don't know. How long does that have to go on? I think if I do bring them something like, oh my God, if I bring them something and then they bring me something back, then this has to go on forever? And then I have to keep bringing crap over to them? It's just the forever pie swap. Oh, this is a Pandora's box I don't want to mm-hmm. open. I am not getting into the exchanging gifts and treats with the neighbors thing. Oh. They want to bring me... No. Okay, never mind. See, my parents fell into that same Changes trap. the whole thing. That's what happened to my parents every year. Remember, I have to go around the neighborhood and give the damn Christmas candy to everybody. Yeah, but, but with yeah, with your with your parents though, do the neighbors bring stuff to them? I think a couple of them feel like pressured <laughs> like, into it. Like not your all of them. Are, your parents are the one pressuring everybody. I know, not all of them. I think out of like the six neighbors, my parents make me go to <laughs> in the cul-de-sac to drop off the candy. Like I told you, I lie every year. Like my mom's like, "All right, well, did you knock on the door and let them know?" I'm like, "Huh?" And I'm like, "No, I just run up." Throw that shit on the on the porch as fast as I can and just leave. I'm like, I'm not making small talk with people who don't know nor care who I am. Yeah, I'm leaving just like random chocolate candies. On but that record. is kind of a power play, though. It is, and it's made some like I I will see like some treats trickle in after like my parents have like thrown the. Gauntlet. All right, so I'll bring them the pie, and then we'll be like, I expect it to be returned don't within one week. Don't expect it. You're supposed Wait. to. You, they should know that set you expect it without setting the expectation. Oh. You don't need to verbalize it. You should say it with your eyes. I will understand your generosity upon the return of this plate and whether or not it's filled with a treat or something like that. I don't think like, you should say treat. That's like really not intimidating. Uh, it's kind of weird when I say treat. Um, okay. All right. I'll, th- I'll, think about, I'll think about how I should do that. But so I want to make them work for me. Yeah. Yeah. Put them to work for you, Greg. Okay. All right. All right, this is good. Then they owe me something. Then they owe me a favor. I'm trying to figure out how I can set this up like my own little uh, like mafia kind of thing. No, it's really not going to work that way. Oh. You know, it's just going to be some yuppie couple who are just going to, yeah, who will buy it. You think they're going to live there. They're going to tear it down, build giant condos, and that's it, the end. Yeah, but if it's a, not if they're leasing it. That means whoever bought it is probably some kind of a slumlord, and they're going to be... Um, I mean, I don't know that for sure, but if they're not... I haven't noticed any significant improvements to the property. I can say that. So I'm going to guess they're... What did they do? Just like slap a coat of paint on it? 
Yeah, I mean, there was some paint and there's some for lease signs. Wow. I'm, I don't. I haven't noticed a whole lot of activity over there as far as uh, cleaning it up too much. So I, I don't know. I don't know what they've done. But if it is a yuppie couple, I still have to. Oh man. Or I can go the other way. What if they start complaining about you? Oh, then I got. Well, then I really have to get into the mm-hmm. what implied if they, like, intimidation. The By the way, I'd never do anything but implied intimidation. What if they're really like high and mighty and they're just like, ugh. We moved into this neighborhood, and we paid a lot for this house, and I don't know what's wrong with our neighbor next door. Mm. What if they judge you? What if, in turn, you become the meth head? They're going to move to my neighborhood and judge me? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, welcome to Portland. That's happening every day these days. You know that. <sighs> oh, then they'll piss me off. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I like that I've already made you mad at them. <laughs> no. You've been meeting them. They're, they're judging me? They're moving in there and they're judging me right off the bat. <sighs> okay, this could be a problem. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I've got a lot. I've got a lot to think about. You do. I'm just saying. You know, I know the meth heads were terrible, and they they truly were, and they were creepy, and they brought scary people around the neighborhood, and there were needles, and you know. Illegal fires, stuff, burning things. Car break-ins. There was, you know, there were people who were cracked out of their minds barking at you from their rooftop. Yeah, literally. That, that happened. That, literally, that yeah. happened a lot. I'm saying, you know, meth heads are terrible, but smug, pretentious yuppies might be worse. <sighs> like, ah. Uh, they come I'm over and start trying to tell me what to do with my property, I'm I will be I'm seeing it happening in my furious. neighborhood. Where, like, people just kind of, they look at, I, I don't know, where I'll see someone with a, you know, a moving truck moving into my neighborhood, and then, like, look there, they just kind of look at you, they're like, what are you doing here? And then it just makes you mad, and you don't want to be mad, because you want to be positive. Oh, I'm already pissed off at him now. Mm-hmm. I have a tiny dog on my lap. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. First up, uh, most exciting news of the day. I have a tiny dog sitting on my lap. Second up, holy cow, it's National Margarita Day. National Margarita Day, Greg. What makes today National Margarita Day? Well, because it is National Margarita Day. What makes Easter Day Easter Day? But why? It's February 22nd. Well, National Margarita Day is February 22nd. And it is being paid tribute to on the special day of celebration. So if you do head out and about this evening and you're like, what kind of cocktail do I want? Think about the delicious blend of lemon, lime juice, triple second tequila. A little bit of salt on the rim to wet you your put, whistle. You know, this, everything you just said was disturbing, but <laughs> you don't put triple sec in a margarita, do you? Mm-hmm. Why? Because you do. But margarita is just margarita mix and tequila. Oh, oh no! <laughs> it's not, it's, there's not triple sec in a margarita. There sure is. There is not. There sure is. Margarita. <laughs> Recipe. Greg, will you please Google margarita recipes? I'm going to go ahead and time. double check this right now. Who declared it margarita today? The National Margarita Organization. National Margarita Foundation of mm-hmm. Margaritas. Loved and consumed by millions, friends and families around the world will honor, honor this tequila holiday. 
I'm sorry, Greg. Are you reading about triple sec right now? I believe you are because you're very quiet and reading something. Well, maybe there's something in there. Yeah. By the way, I don't drink margaritas ever, so I don't really... (laughs) Wow, that's really cool of you. No, I... What a, what a bold declarative statement to make. That was kind of the opposite. I was saying I actually have no idea how to make a margarita because I never make drink them. <laughs> well, Greg, so it's National Margarita Day. Now, I'm going to switch to something else. I have a little pop culture references. Now, do you remember 50 Cent? Yes. I remember he was a rapper, correct? Yes. So, 50 Cent has been ordered to go to court... To explain pictures that he decided to stupidly upload to his Instagram account where he is surrounded by hundreds of dollars, even though he had just claimed that he was broke and had to claim um, bankruptcy. So he was taking pictures of himself with a bunch of money after he had just claimed bankruptcy, saying that he had absolutely no money. And taking pictures of it and posting it on Instagram. That seems to be an unwise move. It seems pretty stupid. Be careful what you post on the internet. So the judge has ordered uh, 40-year-old Curtis James Jackson III. He's only 40? Yeah, he's only 40. I thought he was a lot older than that. Yeah, so he is now court-ordered to go to court and explain the pictures... uh, expand the photographs that he has posted since filing for bankruptcy when he's sitting at a table surrounded by money spelling out the word broke yeah that doesn't seem like the smartest move seems like Kanye kind of complaining about how he needs 53 million dollars because he's broke but then also posting oh no I'm personally rich I can buy my wife houses and furs but I just need more money but I need more money for my creative process yeah, so he, he he literally took stacks and stacks of money, spelled out the word broke, and sat at a table next to it. Yeah, so what is he, how is he claiming bankruptcy? Well, he was claiming it, but now since... Because I thought he owns part of, like, Vital Water, doesn't he? Or he owned, owned part of that when he sold it to Coke and... Well, it seems like he claimed, so it seems a little suspect. I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but it says uh, that he filed for bankruptcy shortly before jur- uh, jurors were set to decide whether he needed to pay additional damages to... Uh, Lestonia Leviston, who I guess he was in a relationship with um, after she had sued him in a lawsuit. So he had claimed bankruptcy after she was trying to sue him for money. I don't know what about. So now he's being called to court on allegations of non-disclosure and a lack of transparency of his funds because he's sitting there with thousands upon thousands of dollars. There's the picture in the chat right now. Yeah, that doesn't seem very, uh, very smart. Oh. What? I think the dog is a little stinky. Here, let's go. Do you need to take her out? I think maybe at some point. I put her back. Do we need to pause so you can take her out? (laughs) Is there going to be a problem in here? I don't think there's going to be a problem. What's going on? I'm wearing my work clothes. I just don't want there to be a problem on my lap. What? Is there a problem with this dog? No, I don't think there's a problem. Do you need to take her outside? (laughs) I think that I I don't know. What have you been feeding her? Her dog food. Uh huh. No, she's too little to eat anything else. Seriously, she's like two pounds. All right, let's start talking about the dog. Next up, out of Georgetown, Texas, a Texas woman has been arrested after being allegedly caught with 32 grams of meth inside of where? Oh, I'm not going to guess where. Inside of her vagina. Yep. Police in Texas say a woman who seemed. Suspicious and kind of wiggly during a traffic stop was found to be concealing more than an ounce of methamphetamine inside of herself. Cassandra Nicole Christie, 37 years young, was pulled over in Georgetown when she was uh, seen making a wide right turn. Police say that Christie was acting nervous 
during the traffic stop, and officers asked to uh, search her vehicle. She initially refused, but then agreed moments later after admitting there was a meth pipe in her purse that she said, no, 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 it wasn't hers. The incident report states a bag containing about four grams of meth was also found under her driver's side door, and Christy was taken into custody. So she was taken to jail where a large bag containing 32 grams of meth was found, quote, inside of Cassandra. Don't hide things in there. You're never going to get away with it. They inspect you. <sighs> they they search everything. Yeah, I don't know if you're already going to be smuggling it in the car anyway. Like, if you're going to get busted, you're going to get busted. Exactly. It's like, all right, why just hide that Like, it part? doesn't... Yeah. You're choosing to put it in there. Yeah, so she did not get away with it. Because it just leads to embarrassing stories like this, where, like, you don't get away with it, and not only that, you've tried to hide it unsuccessfully, and then you become kind of a freak show because you tried to hide it in a place that you shouldn't be hiding it. Well, Cassandra Christie has been charged with felony count of manufacturing and delivery of a controlled substance and a misdemeanor count of possession of drug paraphernalia. Ladies, do not stick that in there. And finally, Greg, I, I have this story. It leaves me a little fearful. Because of the of the subject at hand. Okay. So an exorcist, a professional exorcist, has now come forward claiming that beautiful women are most likely to be possessed by evil demons. This is an exorcist specialist. It's a no. It's an exorcist. Yes, who's who's very good at what he does. Who claims the more beautiful the woman, the more likely that she is to be possessed. By evil demons. Is he using this as like some kind of a pickup line? Uh, I'm sorry, you're so beautiful. You may be... I I believe you're in danger of being possessed. I'd like you to come back to my place for... Well, he's standing behind this. His name is... An exorcism counseling. His name is Malam Jamal Baba. Uh, Malam Jamal Baba. My name is Malam Jamal Baba. And I uh, exercise beautiful women's. He's an exorcist from West Africa. Says that although men can be inhab- inhabited by jinns, which are spirits, beautiful women, though, are much more prone to possession. Says uh, some of the jinns <laughs> are, are suffer- very beautiful stubborn, woman. and when the victim is in a trance, they become violent and try to attack the exorcist during the exercise. Now, <laughs> I'm an expert. Just lay down. Now, Jamal Baba says he recites verses from the Quran to exercise believers and usually has assistants oh, pin so down a... his beautiful women victims when they get violent during the procedure. Okay. That's apparently what an Islamic exorcism is, I, I'm guessing. Mm. Procedure. Yeah, so he said that the uh, the reason why these beautiful women are being possessed so much by demons is because they're showing, they're wearing revealing clothes. Oh, here it comes. Okay, yes. this is what he's doing. The only way to prevent demon possession is prayer and to cover yourself at all times. <laughs> and uh, Jamal Baba says that women possessed by jinns talk to themselves, harm themselves, and can even kill, which is why they should never wear skin-exposing clothing. Except for when you're in the room with me. Yes. So that we can properly exercise. I need you. to properly exercise. Mm. Well, yes, yeah, so he has said, beautiful I'd women like out there. I'd like you to come to my hotel room for a consultation. Attention to all you beautiful ladies, and that means all of you, all you ladies out there. Be careful exposing your skin, because that will lead you to being possessed by a demon. That is your PSA for today. I'm Sarah Dillon. That's your world of crazy. 
just go to like the pools at hotels and oh, you're in danger. You're a demon. Oh. Really, that's Oh, it. allow me to exorcise <laughs> your, your demons. Mm. I mean, in a way. That's what you could do when you meet your neighbors. Be like, oh. I could do that. I could make them really un- yeah, unnerved. Yeah, maybe don't do that, actually. No, we're holding an exorcism later tonight. I'd like you to join me. Watch in all the years that you've been calling the cops on the meth heads and the cops have never showed up. Like, these new people are going to move in and they're going to be like, yeah, our neighbor's super creepy and they're going to show up immediately. Yeah, probably that's uh-huh. what will happen. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. it. Um, like, your neighbors the... are complaining that you're a little weird. <laughs> Meanwhile, the years and years of me calling the police over blatant stolen goods and property and intimidation and different things that they would do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then never showed up. Never. Now this is what they'll show up for. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. Well, I mean, if I am inviting more for an exorcism, maybe that is kind of strange. Yeah, you should not show illegal. Them, you should show them your uh, nightmare at Nibblers. Oh, I like, could. Hi, I'm I'm a weirdo. I live in a haunted house. Right Hi. Now. Hi. Would you like to come over to view my film? <laughs> I'd like to to come over to watch a movie with me. Don't do that. Yeah, that might not work. All right. Um, I'm thinking of different things that I could do. I could do a whole, like, uh, the burbs kind of thing. Where what? You have, like, uh, <laughs> again, I like think lights I would, and noises I, and things I keep coming out of your to, basement? I, yeah, lights and noises and just make strange sounds every now and then just to really weird them out. But I don't think that they're, like, Like, in nobody... the middle of the night, like, I'll, I'll be bringing in, like, big rolls of plastic from my truck or something like that. <laughs> like, look over nervously at them and then just bring it into my house. Nobody in your neighborhood is as snoopy as you are. What are you talking about? I mean, like, everybody else would probably just look past, like, burbs noises coming out of your house. Uh, wait, other people, I think other people snoop. I mean, I don't snoop, I'm not, like, going onto somebody's property, but if I'm walking down the street and it's something that's viewable from the public sidewalk, I mean, it would be irresponsible of me not to look. You know, if somebody's windows are open and I'm walking by, I made glance I'm not going to walk up on their property. You're making it sound creepy the way I'm explaining it. Our buddy it. Shock says, the neighbors have filed complaints about a creepy little man standing by the window shirtless. <laughs> that does happen a lot. I, I, I do that every morning. Yeah, that's true. I'm realizing that now that is kind of, that is kind of strange. Oh, yeah. Jenna suggesting go randomly, uh, go into your backyard and dig randomly at night. <laughs> Which you totally should anyway. I bought you that metal detector. You've never metal detected in your backyard. There could be so many treasures out there. There, there could be. Well, I'm waiting. And you've never, I don't understand why you haven't done it. It's like, uh, why are you You want an honest up? opinion right now why I haven't done it in the, over the winter? Because I've got a roommate situation where there's one moving out, another one coming in. One moving out has a big dog who uh, he has, it has not been cleaned back there for a while. Oh. So that's essentially why I have not been. I'm waiting for this whole switchover to happen. Wait, so you have to clean up after the dog? Well, I, I certainly don't think I should. Uh, but yeah, that that's something that's going to be a conversation that's going to be had about that. But that's why I'm not walking around in my backyard right now. Okay. So that, if you want the real truth. But nonetheless, um, yeah, that is something. I could just start digging randomly back there. That would unnerve people. Again, though, to incorporate Scott Daly, since he's tall enough to see over the fence, I think just randomly having him walk like straight ahead, like pop up at one side of the fence and then just walk across just so you just see his head and have him look forward like with an intent, like a, a intense Don't have him purpose. look onto somebody else's property. No, That's not look just... on their property, but you just see his head like walking up like like 
parallel to the Again, uh, fence line. With, when all of your ideas involve Scott, you should probably run this by him before you think that this is something he's going to do. No, and then he can just walk back. Well, okay, or somebody tall. I need somebody tall to do this. Just to really, like, make it seem strange. Like, it'll never be explained what he's doing back there or why he's so close to the fence and, like, walking along like that. That's just an idea. Just an idea. Different things I could do. I'm sure Scott will be fine with it. <laughs> Who knew Scott was going to be such a part of the show today? Anyway, all right, let's do a little bit of ball talk. Oh, let's let's do some ball talk. Um, <laughs> Are you looking at more ideas? <laughs> I'm just thinking of different ideas I could really do that. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. <laughs> Scott Daly is not your master blaster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first up in ball talk, we've got this. Over the weekend, The on Friday, the Portland Trailblazers took on the Golden State Warriors. Golden State, the best team in the NBA. Only had only lost four times. Coming into Portland, they lost to Portland, actually by quite a bit. Damian Lillard ended up going off for, I believe it was 51 points. Dang. Uh, Yeah, against the Golden State Warriors. Portland won by about, they were up by 30 at one point. I I don't even know what the final score was. It was was by quite a bit. They they completely dominated the Golden State Warriors. And every team has an off night. You know, Golden State Warriors may have, but I don't really think they had as much as an off night as the Blazers just were on fire. The Blazers were just on fire. Oh, yeah. And so, good for them. You know, for a team that wasn't expected to do anything, good for them. It was a good night. It was a fun game. Good for Damian Lillard. He's awesome. Moving on to ball talk. Got a couple more things here in uh, the full of balls. I think I'll go to this one. So, the New York Knicks recently fired their head coach of Derek Fisher in the NBA. Okay. And they replaced him by their assistant, who is Kurt Rambis. Kurt Rambis used to play for the Lakers. Um, I don't think he's a Hall of Fame player, I don't believe. But anyway, he's, he's been an assistant coach in the NBA for quite some time. Head coach now of the New York Knicks. The key here is, though, he doesn't quite understand how Twitter works. So someone decided to take a look at Kurt Rambis's Twitter account. And they, they quickly realized that Kurt Rambis was liking different pages on Twitter. And different posts. You know, because it's not a heart anymore. It's a like. Mm-hmm. Those things are public. And what was brought to attention was the fact that Kurt Rambis had just liked something from from uh, this one uh, account called I Like to Touch. What? And it is a picture of a woman, um, a nude woman who's engaging in an act by herself that just says love female something. It says love female masturbation. It's a picture of a naked woman. Oh, and wow. he liked this on Twitter and so it blatantly says Kurt Rambis likes this. <laughs> and he liked that one. He also at that point people decided to take a look at who, <laughs> who it was that uh, he's following and you know he follows a lot of accounts. Uh, one of them though being Great Ass Daily. Which is, oh, as you would expect... I, I think I can figure that you out. You can probably guess what is on Great Ass Daily. 
<laughs> so the thing is, though, you know, somebody made a joke about it. Like, ah, yeah, it's funny. He liked it. I mean, he's he's a guy on Twitter. You know, he can do whatever he wants. But you're a public figure. You know, it's it's gonna happen. People are gonna know. And the Knicks, though, quickly tried to get a hold of the situation. You know, they and this is what actually made it worse, rather than just kind of ignoring it and having him like unlike him and, and not not talk about it. What instead, though, the Knicks came out and uh, instantly said, ah, uh, ah, uh, he was hacked and someone <laughs> broke into his account. And uh, <laughs> and that's why this happened. We're looking into it. Kurt did not like those items on his Twitter page, and we worked with Twitter to make sure this situation did not happen again. Wow. But why would someone hack into his account just to like that one page and then follow Great Ass Daily? Greg, stop asking these questions. It just it, it doesn't make sense that you'd even need to know that. <laughs> Well, this is what he is saying. That he was hacked. Someone viciously went in and liked that picture of that lady. And that's their story. That's their story? <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's the Nick's story. <laughs> uh, moving on to Ball Talk. Uh, we've got this. There's a there's an audio piece of audio that's making the rounds right now in the NBA, and it's of the of a game between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Oklahoma City Thunder. And it's a woman in the front row at the Oklahoma City Thunder. This game was in Oklahoma City. Uh, LeBron is, it's during a timeout, and LeBron is complaining to a ref, or right after a foul call, whenever it was, right in front of this woman. And you hear this woman, it's an older lady sitting in front, and this is what she yells. I'm going to rewind it, see if you can hear it. What she's yelling is, just suck it up, LeBron. And she's angry <laughs> yelling at him. Now this piece of audio has been uh, shared all over the place. And it's becoming like a new shouting thing. But it's- Oh, yeah, I hear it now. <laughs> yeah, the video makes even more sense. It's kind of like when that kid was, uh, after the Miami Heat lost a game, when he was standing there saying, good job, good effort. That's what this is. Just suck it up, LeBron. <laughs> good job, good effort is still catching. Good job, good effort. Just suck it up, LeBron. So uh, there, that is that is what it is. Moving on to ball talk. Uh, let's talk about the Olympics. The Olympics coming up in Brazil, and it is not looking good for competitors down there. Number one, there is the Zika virus that is going going around, which is really bad for. Women who are pregnant or are planning on getting pregnant. Also, it's being reported that it looks like men can also carry the disease for a while. So, if you're even if you're a man out there and you're looking to have a child, they don't know how long it lasts in your bloodstream. Oh. Or in, yeah. So it's bad all around. So that's going on. But also, more importantly, a problem down there for Rio de Janeiro is the amount of sewage in the water. In the rivers and in the bay where the games will be taking place. Oh. And it's, you know, the, originally Rio de Janeiro had said, oh, no, we're going to have it all cleaned up by the time uh, the Olympics come around. That's going to happen. Now it's quite apparent that that's just not going to happen. It's, it's not going to happen. And so much so that the U.S. Olympic uh, Committee and many other countries are already trying to take precautions um, because they they kind of feel that it's inevitable that some of their athletes are going to get sick from competing in these games. Ugh. 
There was a German, I think, a rower that was in the water. This was a few months ago. And he was just swimming around normally and got some kind of a staph infection so bad they had to fly him back to Germany, like emergency flight back. So now all these athletes are going to be in this water competing in it. Competing in sewage, basically. So they've got... uh, They're encouraging all athletes to get shots for hepatitis A, uh, to get polio boosters, to to take an oral typhoid vaccine. They're going to bleach all of their equipment repeatedly every time they go in and out of the water. Uh, They've got specific different kinds of probiotics that they're going to be taking and um, and, uh, special... Because I guess when you're rowing, you get a lot of nicks, like you get little cuts on your calves from from rowing something about oh, scraping okay. it. And so those all those little points of entry, they're worried that they're going to get infections in their legs. So they've got these specific like kind uh, set of procedures to try to keep that from happening. But it looks really bad. I mean, it looks like this is going to be a gross Olympics for athletes. I, I feel I feel bad for some of these people. They're going to have to go swim in this water. Are the Olympics even going to happen at this point? It's going to happen because there's too much money involved. Mm. So the, uh, it'll happen. But between Z- Zika virus, which, you know, granted, they, who could have expected that? The sewage, they knew they had sewage. They just didn't get it cleaned up. It's going to be an interesting Olympics. I'm going to be curious how the... Uh, how they handle it, like, uh, television-wise mm-hmm. for broadcasting those events... Because you're gonna—I mean—they have, obviously have to show the water, and you know they're going to be swimming around in sewage. Like everybody knows, it's sewage water that they're okay. swimming around in. So there we go. Anyway, that's what's going to happen with that. Finally, in ball talk, we've got this. It's a different kind of—it's uh, an athlete who's not going to make it, unfortunately, to the Olympics this year. And it is a man who. Claims to be the claims the uh, benefits of running while high. So this guy, Chris Barnacle, ended up running in the the uh, qualifier for the U.S. Olympic marathon. Okay. So U.S. Olympic marathon team. So they have their qualifiers that happened. It happened on sun uh, day before Sunday, so it was on Saturday. For the Los Angeles Marathon, they do it the day before that. And then the qualifiers then can qualify. You know, if you get a certain time, you can qualify to maybe be on the U.S. Olympic team. Well, he has long claimed that running high is the best way to run. Okay. And so he decided to run in this to prove to the world that running high will can be very beneficial. He ended up finishing dead last uh, out of <laughs> dead last 105th out of 105 people. And um, nowhere near, nowhere near the finish. So this is his thing, though, that he he advocates is that he believes, yes, smoking marijuana before athletic activities is going to help you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of athletes have said, no, it's not like a, it's not a performance enhancing drug. It helps with pain, stuff like that. But it's not a performance enhancing thing, which I tend to agree with that. This guy said the opposite, and now it's pretty much proven that yeah, that didn't that Dead didn't do last, you any didn't funny. do you any good yeah. did not do you any good. 
So anyway, there it is. The Oh, apparently he won San Francisco's weed run last year, which they have a weed run, with the grand prize being $500 worth of pot. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so there it is. At least he did. He tried, though. He tried. So weed was not a performance-enhancing drug for him. <laughs> that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. World's fastest stoner. That's what he's called himself before. Yeah, not so much. No, <laughs> not so much. Um, Are you singing E.T.? It almost sounded like that. I was thinking the other day, completely random question. Will they ever make an E.T. 2? Oh, probably. You think they will? Either an ET two or they'll remake it. I don't oh, think they can remake reboot. it. Hopefully, but you know it's going to be some like shitty CGI ET. Oh no! Do kids know what ET is anymore? I think so. I don't know. You're asking the wrong person, dude. I don't know. Hmm. These are things I think about. ET two. What if they came back and like the ET were angry? I am an ang- It's like Hulk E.T. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't I I don't know. I could write a story for this. Maybe I'll get get on that. That's what you should do. I mean, you know, not enough people are trying to remake things. Mm-hmm. I no, it'd, it'd be, be a continuation, one. but it'd be like a reimagining of who E.T. actually was. Oh, Norma's saying they did make an E.T. too. Oh, they did? Shoot. Well, maybe you gotta make it maybe it's time to make it a trilogy, Greg. E.T. three. <laughs> ET3, ET3. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Big thank you to Next Adventure. Yes. Next Adventure is a fine sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. Mm. It is your source for pretty much anything, any kind of outdoor activity you could ever think of. Go to Next Adventure. And that's either here in town at their location, which is at the corner of Stark and Grand, Mm -hmm. where they've got their Paddle Sports Center, which is just down the street from them. Or and the, on the internets, Greg. Or anywhere. on the internets. Ne- anywhere in the world. Nextadventure.net. Nextadventure.net. I mean, women's clothing, men's clothing, men's for- I'm just looking at the list of stuff that they've got is crazy. Like, pretty much anything you can ever think of that you would do outdoors, they've got there. And, uh, and they've got fantastic deals on all of it. Mm-hmm. So, nextadventure.net. Find sponsor Fun Employment Radio and great, great people. All right, awesome. thanks, everybody. We will be back tomorrow. I'll be doing our show a little bit earlier tomorrow. Sarah? At noon. We're doing our show at noon tomorrow for live listeners. Noon o'clock for live listeners. (laughs) All right. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.